I bring you grace and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the sermon this morning is the Old Testament reading. I read again the remark of Joseph. Joseph said to them, that's his brothers, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My dear fellow saints, what does a family look like that has been blessed by God? Think of your own family and what has happened in it in your lifetime. You'd like to have a happy family, I'm sure. You'd like things to turn out well for you and your children. And that's why you have invested so much of yourselves in your family. And you have good reason to have high expectations for your family. After all, you've got God's backing. He has given the fourth commandment as the foundation of family life. And he, remarkably, in that commandment, has promised that if you honour your parents, things will turn out well for you and your children and your grandchildren. You've had your children baptised and have given them a Christian education. You've brought them to church and taught them to pray. Surely the family that prays together should stay together. But that's not how things turn out, even in the best of families. Just think for a moment of all the disagreements you've had with your parents your brothers, your sisters, the members of your family. Think of the conflicts that you've had in your marriage. Think of all the problems you've had and still have with your children. Children who've left the church, children who've gone off the rails sexually, children whose marriages and families have broken up. Doesn't all that trouble, the trouble that you've experienced in the little world of your family, make you feel that God has let you down, that he hasn't kept his side of the deal with you? Surely the family that belongs to God and has been blessed by him should be different to all other families. 
more peaceful and successful, harmonious and happy. Well, take a look at the family of Jacob. Jacob received God's blessing for himself and his family. In fact, not once, but several times. God chose that family, the family of Jacob, to bring his blessings, not just to that family, but to the whole human family on earth. Well, since they were blessed, you would expect that things would turn out well for them, wouldn't you? Surely, you would think, surely his family would be a model of love and care, cooperation and harmony, a truly happy family. But that's not, not how things turned out for Jacob. He was the head of a dysfunctional family, if there ever was one. The trouble began when crafty Laban, Jacob's father-in-law, outwitted crafty uh, jo uh, uh, Jacob. Laban tricked him into marrying dull-eyed, plain Leah, rather than lovely, bright-eyed Rachel. And the upshot of it all was that he ended up with two wives who gave him a hard time as they jostled with each other to get the better of each other and also of their husband. And that rivalry, that rivalry between Leah and Rachel was aggravated by Leah's fertility. She had boy after boy and Rachel's persistent childlessness. And it didn't abate when Rachel eventually gave birth to Joseph, her darling dear son, the apple of her eye. Fairly soon thereafter, she died giving birth to her second son, Benjamin. Now, that rivalry, the rivalry between those two women, uh, that rivalry with each other produced rivalry between Joseph and his brothers. They resented him. Oh, they, how they resented him because he was his father's pet after his mother's death. And worse than that, they hated him because he told tales on them to their father and got them into trouble again and again. They hated him most of all because he used some rather weird dreams that he had to prove that he was better than them, that he would rule over them and he would even rule over his father. You can imagine how they welcomed that. So, one day, when he had come to check up on them, as they were grazing sheep at a long distance from home, they roughed him up and sold him as a slave to some slave traders 
who took him down to Egypt. They did that um, to get rid of him and to get back at their father for favouring him. Then, to cover their tracks, they cooked up a cock and bull story, a sob story, of how they found his blood-stained robe. You remember the robe of many colours? They cooked up this sob, sob story for the benefit of their father. So, rivalry and jealousy, resentment and pride, favouritism and plain naked hatred tore this chosen family apart. Now the trouble in Jacob's family reached its climax after his death in Egypt. When their father died, the ten brothers of Jacob, of Joseph, were so, were so scared that he would take revenge on them um, that they sent a messenger to him. That messenger brought a fanciful story about how their father's last dying wish was for them to beg for forgiveness from their brother. And then after they'd softened Joseph up, after the messenger had softened Joseph up, they themselves came, fell down before him and begged for forgiveness from him. In fact, they offered to be his slaves, better a slave than dead. Yet amazingly, Joseph didn't take advantage of them Joseph didn't get back at them. He surprised them and he surprises us by his amazing insight into God's dealings with them and him and the whole family. He didn't go all self-righteous on them. Instead, he set their all too uh, understandable fears aside and said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Well, what does your family look like since it too has been blessed by God? Well, interpret the story of your family in the light of the story of jo Joseph and in the light of these words of Joseph. God's blessing doesn't mean that your family is any better, any more successful, or any less troubled than any other human family. But it does mean Yes, it does mean that God is at work in it, in a wonderful way, bringing good out of the bad things that happen in your family. And this happens in two ways. First of all, 
God brings good things for you personally out of the bad things that happen in your family. And secondly, he brings good things for others out of the bad things that are done in your family. So first of all, God brings good for each one of you personally out of the bad things that are done in your family. Take the case of Joseph. He'd been singled out by God to be a great leader and the founder not of one tribe but of two tribes in Israel. Yet despite that, he knew nothing but trouble from the age of 17 until he was 30 years old. He was hated by his brothers. They sold him into slavery. In Egypt, he was thrown into prison when things began to look up for him. He was thrown into prison, prison on a trumped-up charge of rape brought against him by his boss's wife who had tried to seduce him, an ancient victim of sexual harassment. Yet amazingly, none of this, none of those 13 years was wasted time. The Bible says, amazingly, the Lord was with him, not only when he was a slave in Egypt, but especially when he was a prisoner in that jail. As a slave in the house of Potiphar, he learned to be a good organizer and uh, he discovered that he was good at the art of administration. And in prison, as well as that, he learnt the art of interpreting dreams, an art that eventually led to his release from prison and his meteoric rise to power as Prime Minister of Egypt. You see, God used all those troubles that he experienced to change him from an arrogant prig into a gentle person, a young man who was wise beyond his years. He learned to rely on God's goodness and to trust in the guidance of God's Spirit. His experience of all that trouble prepared him to be the Prime Minister of Egypt. And more than that, it was he who brought the family together. The same son who had divided the family brought the family together eventually. Have you had the same experience as Joseph? You see, God often takes us on detours in our journey through life. He brings us into what seem to be dead ends to prepare us to work with him here on earth. We learn wisdom from God in the school of hard knocks. In that school, he knocks us into shape by letting other people give us a hard time, 
a hard time for our self-centeredness, insensitivity, and arrogance. In this way, he rubs the rough edges from us. He even lets us botch up things for ourselves so that he can take over and manage things for us. And so to our amazement, we eventually discover that he brings good out of evil for us in our lives. Secondly, God brings good for others out of the bad things that are done to us. Jacob had no idea, no idea at all what God had in mind for him when he ended up, first of all, as a slave and then as a prisoner in Egypt. He thought that's where he'd stay for the rest of his life. Only after all that had happened did he begin to see what God was actually accomplishing in his messy life and in the ugly conflicts within his family. You see, God had sent him to Egypt to save the lives of many people from starvation, both in Egypt and in the surrounding countries. God also used him to save his own family from starvation um, in a, uh, a terrible drought that lasted for seven years so that the family of Jacob could eventually accomplish God's mission for it by bringing God's blessing to the rest of the world and to us here today. But best of all, by his treatment of Joseph, God had shown him how to bring peace to his troubled family by paying back evil with good. God transformed the boy who was the disruptor of the family into its peacemaker. You see, when things go wrong for us, God creates opportunities for us to bring his blessing to others. So, for example, he uses the evil that is done to us by the members of our family to teach us to forgive them and to repay evil with good, as Joseph did. He uses the rebellion of children against parents in Christian families to bring his blessing to those who are outside the church, people who would otherwise have no contact with any Christian family, let alone the church. That's something I've experienced in my own immediate family and seen again and again in Christian families. He uses the problems that we have with our parents, our siblings, our children, our grandchildren, to get us to pray for them. And through our prayers for them, he accomplishes great things here on earth. And so God works through us, in us, and from us to bring good out of evil here on earth. 
That's how his blessing works in a world that is riddled with evil. That's what his blessing accomplishes for us and our families. That's the mark of a blessed family. How then does God work in the families that he has blessed? He doesn't prevent evil from happening in these families, but he works creatively in them. And he's good at doing that. He's the only expert there is in the wonderful, miraculous art of bringing good out of evil. Just think for a moment of Christ's death. Surely that was the greatest evil that has ever been done here on earth in the whole of human history. And yet out of that utterly, utterly evil deed has come the greatest good for the whole world and for each one of you. What a feat. We human beings intended to harm Jesus and to get back at God by crucifying him, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done here all over the world, namely the saving of many souls. God intends everything, even the evil that you do and the evil that is done to you for good. As brothers and sisters of Jesus, you will most likely not see the results of God's work now, enmeshed as you are in the messiness of family life, but you will see it later in your life, partly, but fully in eternity. Then, and maybe only then, will you be able to agree with Joseph that God brings good out of evil for you, your family, and all people. Only then will God show you the full picture of your life. Only then will God tell the full story of your life and your family and the whole human family. And then you will be able to say, together with St. Paul, in all things God works for good to those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Thank God for his great skill in bringing good out of evil through our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be the glory now and always. And the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.